We use the uh, porn music that you guys do. Lovely. Cause oh, the, they use it too? Yeah. You didn't tell me we were ripping them off. No, we're not. Because I gave them that music. So Did you really? Like, yeah, because <laughs> when, when you guys lost it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys were trying to find it. Yes. And I knew what the name of it was. The name of it is called Laying Pipe. Okay. I thought when you said you gave it to us, you did it like, you were talking about like 2000 era on Sports no, like Conduct no. or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our former <laughs> boss deleted it out he of the system. He just called you old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty old. I've been listening to that show before it was 1620. Big Red Junkies. Day by day, 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 day by Let's jump into pipe or no pipe. Pipe or no pipe. Nebraska's starting quarterback for 2024 is not currently on the roster. Jed? That is a no pipe because it's an absolute fact (laughs) that he is not on the roster right now. That's like the easiest pipe that you could possibly not lay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to happen. It has to happen. If it doesn't happen, there's going to be rioting in the streets. You mean getting a new quarterback? Yes. Okay. No no pipe. No pipe. No pipe. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We will march on Memorial Stadium (laughs) if the quarterback is on the roster right now. They'll be picketing out. Yes, there will be. Pipe or no pipe? Nebraska has zero turnovers this weekend. Josh? (laughs) No pipe. Come on. Wait, no, no. That'd be, no, that'd that'd be, be, that'd be the most pipe. 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 Yeah. Smoking all the pipe. My bad. My bad. Yeah, everyone's looking at me like I'm an idiot. Like, wait, what? I thought that was normal. Bull take. Yeah, pipe. Yeah, no pipe. pipe. There will be no turnovers this weekend. Jed? That is a John Holmes-style pipe. That is a yeah. large pipe. That's a, that's a pipe you're not going to be able to get enough smoke into to smoke it. There's going to be so much pipe there. Pipe or no pipe? Nebraska runs the Wildcat this weekend. Jed? No. No pipe. No. It's a pipe dream? Yes. That's a pipe dream. That was a, that was a Stacy question. Yeah. Told her no more volleyball questions. Yeah. No. That has to be football. No. We haven't ran it all year. Why would we just... Oh, let's just do this. No. Also, who's back there to catch it? See, that's a pipe dream because of that pipe. Who's going to do it? Yeah. Do I we even know. have a running back on the roster that played quarterback in high school? They can handle a snap. That's I mean. healthy. No, yeah, I was going to say everyone's injured. Right? Yeah. Okay, pipe. <laughs> pipe or no pipe? Arch Manning or any other super high-profile recruit transfers to Nebraska this offseason. Matt? I mean, I don't think it's a terribly big pipe, but I'm going to say me- medium pipe. I think it, <laughs> I think most of these kids. Pipe. I think most of these kids know where they're going. It's a one-hitter. <laughs> I think it's a massive pipe dream because I just don't think that everybody's going to go after these guys. The only reason I, I say just, what I said is that Matt Rule will talk anybody into running through a wall. So well, yeah. he could just get a hold of somebody and all of a sudden they're on the team. Come to Nebraska. If you die, you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pipe. It's going to be some group of five guys, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or like a player at a power five school who hasn't really done it. <laughs> get excited. Pipe or no pipe. Nebraska has a non-QB 550-plus rusher this season. 
Josh? What is the where, what's this the number? What are the well, numbers? Emmett Johnson right? is the only guy. That yeah, obviously. Yeah, that where's we would he be talking about? He is 216 yards away. They're not going to give him enough carries. I like him as as much as I like him. He would need to have like two just crazy. He'd have to have what almost 300 yards. Even with well, that, one of no, our two he, games he'd have against to have Iowa. So he'd have to have just over 100 yards in his, each of these last two games. Yeah. A, a small, a small pipe. Yeah. You know, I, like one of those like amateur board. pipes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna a go. starter pipe. Yeah, you know. One yeah. of those 5.99 crack pipes you find in yeah, South Oak. Yeah. I'd go regular sized pipe too. I just don't think there's enough opportunity there. I was one of the guys that were. I was one of the teams that were playing. Yeah. They, they stop everybody on the road. I, I think if he has a shot at it, it's comes off of a big game this week because Iowa's defense is too good uh, to expect over 100 yards. So I would say Piper. Pipe or no pipe. Nebraska finishes the year with any player over 500 yards receiving. <laughs> That's pipe. another John Holmes <laughs> pipe. Yeah. I mean, Billy Kemp is number one with 246 yards. He'd have to have 254. And who's throwing him the ball? Exactly. <laughs> Billy Kemp's going to light us up for 300 yards this week. This like, is the one that I thought for sure Matt would be like, no pipe, Billy Kemp's got this. No, I've, I've, Billy's lost his luster, man. I, I deleted the t-shirt. <laughs> he's had a hard-on for Billy Kemp all what? year. What? Oh, he's been a massive I Billy Kemp. I just thought... I, I, I thought you thought he was sexy with just his to, just play say style. Well, he's, he's that's a gorgeous what the shirt man. said. But I thought <laughs> with his play Kemp, style, he's gorgeous. I thought with with his play style and the the fact that we weren't going to be able to throw the ball down the field that much, he'd have a lot of opportunity. I did this think year. Yeah. we did a question before the season on our show, and oh man, it's going to age terribly. I think it was yeah. like the number of catches that he had. This year. We had the same thing. I think, like I think it was sixty something. Yeah, we I thought it was going to be a ton, oh and God. it just didn't happen. Hey, before we go any further, I want all you junkies to like, subscribe, and share. Gross. Well, like right now, I'm looking at the receiving leaders. You know who's number three in receiving yards for us so far this year? Oh boy, is it Lloyd is it Marcus Washington? Yeah. <laughs> Are Mar- you serious? Marcus Washington hasn't who, played since week two. Who who has who played six games? Oh, is, he made it that far. Is third in receiving yards <laughs> at 176. <laughs> I did not realize he made it that far in the season. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, are we counting other players though, like outside of our team with receiving yards from like our quarterback? Tommy Hill? No, like <laughs> with his interception return yards. <laughs> well, along those lines, talking about other players that we're throwing the ball to. <laughs> oh yeah. One yeah, of yeah. my friends, he texted me a screenshot today of Nebraska's tackle leaders, and like you scroll down near the bottom, and it's a ton of offensive players that start showing up because <laughs> oh, of I'm all sure. the turnovers. It's That's so funny. fucking crazy. That's awful. <laughs> but how many how many guys have had an opportunity to get those tackles too? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Well, like I'm looking at the tackle leader. The top one is Ty Han as far as for offensive guys. Uh, uh-huh. But Ty Han, he's only has That's two That's why ta- they love him so much. Is, is that special teams or is that Yeah, actually, and he was wondering so, that too. But it does get pretty funny is when you start scrolling down it's well, like, "Oh, look at all these Jeff guys." Jeff Sims with- is 34th on the tackle list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's even more 34th? bonkers. 34th? When you yeah. realize like how little he's been playing lately. Yeah. I mean, he only has one tackle, but still, he's 35th on this list. And it's probably a tackle for, well, it has to be something it that he threw. definitely wasn't the Purdue game. Ethan Piper has a tackle. New Illy Piper, has a tackle. No ben Scott has yeah. a tackle. No more Piper. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's, that's actually the guy I was going to bring up when we were talking about um, Ben Hart was a lot of people like how, like some of the flash plays that Ethan Piper made downfield, some of those bulldozer... Mm-hmm pancake blocks that he was making down the field. 
But I think he was actually one of our weaker offensive linemen before he went down. Like, I'm not trying to kick him while he's Pepper. down, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he just, like, he wasn't good. He just made a couple flash well, plays. and Corcoran. Yeah. And most people Cork don't board. watch... Yeah. Yeah. Most Piper had people, a ton of penalties, too. Yeah, more more like crumbled cork from a wine bottle that's been thrown overboard. I you're talking about the, the crumbled cork when it actually falls into the wine bottle, and you're like, well, this is... Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> However you want to do it. And then it's washed up on fucking shore. I don't even know. It's It's bad. I, I don't want to get into him. I mean, hell, just he, real, just real quickly, back to the Ben Hart stuff. It, before the 2022 season, we had you in for the season yes. preview, and one of my season questions was, how many penalties will Bryce Ben Hart have? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at us talking about him, like propping him up and stuff. <laughs> that's that's another that's another thing that I think has been not talked about hardly at all. If you look at this last game, we almost made it a full four halves without any penalties. Yep. And you think about how awful on the offensive side of the ball our penalty situation was coming into this season. That is one of the biggest, most improvements that I've seen of anything all season long. Because if you think back to week two, three, four, we were having nine, 10, 11, 12 penalties a game. These last two or three games, the penalty side of things, haven't been able to fix the fucking turnovers, but the penalty side of things has been amazing. Well, I may or may not have already had a question about that later on. So, <laughs> <laughs> a little, little foreshadowing. Um, yeah. Uh, before we jump into the offense and the defense of Wisconsin, I wanted to ask you guys this question: What do you think? Who do you think has been more disappointing this year, Nebraska or Wisconsin? Both teams sit at five and five. Vegas odds preseason had Nebraska basically right where we are. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin was eight point seven wins, I think was the was the average target on most metrics, and their over under was eight and a half. And they were favored to win the West, yeah, right. And they started in the top twenty five, and everybody was drooling over Luke Fickle, Luke yeah. Fickle, Luke Fickle, including your, yours truly. I'd say that them for sure, and and the I think the really horrible part for them, and, and there's a Wisconsin fan who actually listens to our show, and I heard I've heard from him a couple times is. The quotes coming out of there are horrible right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 that everyone's been saying it this week, but the 2004 Nebraska vibes are very strong. I, right that now. was my next question before yeah. we got into offense and defense. Was how how much does this look and feel like the Bill Callahan move at Wisconsin? Yeah, because he's trying to do something so different than their bread and butter. Yeah, and the guy. Some of these quotes are you know talking about we got to find the ones who want to be here, and we want, it's like ugh. when when. When I start hearing those quotes, especially in week 12, 13, when we're in November, guys, so we're going we're gonna to find who wants to play. It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving next week, so or, or the when season's he says, done. Or when he says, we're okay physically, we're, we just question mentally. Yeah, that, like, and that was in his whoa. opening statement. when Luke. That was Luke Fickle who said that. And then former players are tweeting stuff. It's not yeah. good, man. It's bad. Do you think it's a, a, a butting of heads between the coaching staff and the players? Or do you think it's more of just a... The players themselves are infighting about who's going to follow, who's not. Uh, my my so my theory would be that judging the former player tweet is that the Wisconsin community really wanted Jim Leonard to get the job, and so they felt like Paul Chris got a raw deal, and then they felt like Leonard got a raw deal. And we know how it is around here, man. When former players start saying stuff, and they have any moment to be like, "I told you." Like, they really start popping off. So I think that that's where a lot of it's coming from, is just the vibes of this whole thing are bad. You know, it's funny that the 2004 stuff with Callahan is being brought up now, that comparing it. I said this in almost all of our pregame, preseason shows. You know, you were said, oh, absolute guaranteed loss. Wisconsin's going to kick our ass. Luke Fickle this and all that stuff. And I said, 
I'm not buying into. They, they were my one of my only two guaranteed yeah. losses this year. I said multiple times, I'm not buying into Luke Fickle in at least in year one. I'm I'm all in on Luke Fickle being a good coach long term at Wisconsin. I think he'll be fine. But year one, making that transition, and I made the comparison to 2004, the drastic change of offense that would bringing in Phil Longo, bringing in Bill Callahan in the West Coast offense here and all that stuff. The drastic change that I thought that that was going to be a much tougher transition, at least in year one, than a lot of people were given Wisconsin credit for. I I don't know that I would say that the bigger disappointment one way or the other, because I kind of thought that Wisconsin was going to be a disappointment. So I don't, mm. but I also don't think that Nebraska is a disappointment. So right I don't, now. I'm so, not talking about you personally. I'm no, talking about in general. I just, I feel like Nebraska fans, if you take a step back, if you, if you get off your high horse about, well, the defense is basically a national championship defense. If we had an offense to, to pair with it, if you take yourself, if you remove yourself away from that and you put yourself back in August, you know, the first week of August and you're thinking, okay, well, as I'm, as I'm listening to the preview shows, if, if I'm thinking about things, I'm really trying to justify getting past six or seven wins. And so I feel like most people, like I know myself personally, I picked us to win seven or eight. That's where, that's where I had us. I'm not going to talk about Matt. <laughs> Matt. Matt was wasted by the time we got done with our preseason show. Oh, man. And somehow talked himself into, talked himself into an 11 and one record. <laughs> hey, he, hey, he got done. And I go, I go we're, I'm tallying everything up and this and that. Jed even had himself at seven and five. And, no, and six, Matt goes, six six. Matt goes, Matt goes, the fuck I am, 11. I'm like, dude, you feel like I've been writing this down. So we, so we did the game by game. Yeah. And he just kept saying, win. <laughs> win. He said, no, 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 no. Like, he wasn't keeping track as he this. was going. Hey, hey, I had a good time. It was fantastic. <laughs> I knew our defense was going to be amazing. I didn't expect our offense sure to you be did. <laughs> the, the, That's the funny thing, though, thinking back is – the defense was the thing you had the biggest questions about. Mm-hmm. We all were wondering, is this scheme going to be able to the work here? Line, the defensive line. The defensive line. You know, you were giving me your whole, I'm scared. The same thing he did for the preseason show you were on uh, prior to last year is, I'm scared of the defensive line. We don't have that much depth. We don't have The defensive line is basically our deepest unit. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Fantastic. And the coaching has been amazing. Yeah, they if you, tackle so well. And if you look at the way that they evaluated the players, the evaluated the talent that they brought in, that youth that's already stepping up and doing like Tony White's pointing it out in press conferences, Prince Will pulling NFL style moves out, you know, fourth game on the field. Mm-hmm. That's that's stuff that unless you're a really really solid coach, you don't see in in year one at all. The offense is completely the opposite <laughs> of what we expected. It's a tire fire. <laughs> Do you, we all have our opinions. We we all kind of know, and we've talked about this enough. Yeah. What do you think of Marcus Satterfield? Is this an experiment gone wrong? Is this give him some time? So I never well, was... we have to give him time because we know he's not going yeah, he's yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's I, been made yeah, clear. Yeah, I, I was never a huge fan of his hire. Um, one of the things that I really try to look into when a move is made is like, how does the fan base of the previous stop feel? Like you read a lot of the Syracuse folks after last year, and they're like, "Oh man, you got Tony White! Mm-hmm. Like, congrats, this is gonna be awesome. You guys are gonna love him." Sure enough, everyone does. And Satterfield, the South Carolina fans, were like, "Deuces! Thanks for taking him <laughs> off our hands." We'll help you. And pack. I was like, "Ooh, man, that's I don't know." Carolina fans said the same thing about Rule, though. That yeah, and that's true. And it, it's funny because one of my brothers, his wife is a Panthers fan, and uh, her mom is a Panthers fan, and they were talking so much shit this offseason. Now the Panthers are trash too. Um, so yeah, I've With never a great quarterback. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of uh, Satterfield, but that's just like his. You know, his offenses, are, I think, are what they are. 
Um, I, I like Chet. I, I don't think I want that in an offensive coordinator, though. I it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, and, <laughs> I, don't, and, I don't want that. And he's right. Like they're not going to make a move. They're not going to make a move. And so you know, hopefully they can find a quarterback that is able to mask some of these issues. But I, I mean, it's it's reached a point this year where it really is kind of hard to totally judge him. So that's why we kind of have to get into the micro debates about you know why were you throwing on on third and whatever instead of just running the football. So like. I guess at least we're getting to discuss something else because for like two months now it's been I, I've had to give the guy an incomplete grade because he's been you know putting out random quarterbacks and running the option which was not the plan obviously coming Th- that's well, that's my yeah. biggest thing like I'm giving him a pass for injuries all that stuff but also how much of this offense how much of his offense that he actually wants to run is different than what the offense that he wants to run totally we don't know that for sure I mean we assume that this isn't really that close. We just don't know how close it is. So I kind of will just want to give him a year with hopefully healthy players next year and judge after that. Well, my, my big thing, the, the biggest struggle that I have right now is I want to absolutely just destroy Satterfield. Like I do it, just, too. it feels good. It sounds good. You, <laughs> you, fuck, you can't fucking figure out a quarterback, period. Like, I don't know. Maybe Fedoni can throw the ball. He can't do anything else. So... <laughs> I'd be worried about him dropping a snap. Uh, you have to put him under center. Um, no, but in in all reality, if you look at every other position that Rule hired to come in on this staff, I don't have a question mark for them. Even the Tony White move, not a guy he knew. Even keeping Royola, not a guy he knew, and a guy who the fans already fucking hated. Yep. Whether or not it was to try and gain favor with the family to try and bring somebody in, I really don't think he makes a, a long-term move like that. Um, but he also seems so committed to his process and the way that he does things and the specific specific things that he looks for from a character perspective and the way you carry yourself and you talk and, and you're going to fall in line with what he's going after. What's not clicking on the offense side other than he doesn't have the personnel? We have an amazing personnel director, essentially, if you want to call him that, in Coop, who is doing a fantastic job identifying talent on the on the defensive side of the ball. I know that he helps on the offensive side of the ball, but is he our only guy over there? Like, is Satterfield not a great offensive like judge of talent, character, what? Like, Yeah, and I mean, that's when you look back at the quarterback situation specifically, and you kind of start there, and it's like they royally screwed up with Sims. You know? I mean, that much is so obvious. And so the lessons that they learn from this season in terms of that, and, and I look at the other positions too. I mean, you know, not to go all the way back to August, but I mean, how fast the wide receiver room changed from what they expected to what they got because oh God, of, yeah. you know, Xavier Betts leaving and then the injuries. And it's like, wow. So that room is just completely changed from July 31st to, to August 31st. And so that happened. And then over the course of the year, all the other injuries that have happened. So um, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just so hard pressed. But on the other side, you mentioned it, the defense, it's like, how are they so good with that side of the ball? It's not just because they were left like these amazing pieces because like, there's, gonna, a, there's a couple, yeah, they're going to have some all conference guys that, that came out of nowhere in, in that regard, but we're still not, we're not, we're not watching like a, a Penn state or a Michigan or a Ohio state defense in terms of like loaded with NFL type guys. They are just getting every single ounce. Um, possible out of that side of the ball. And and that's, I think, the most frustrating part is it doesn't feel like the offense is. The offense doesn't feel like it's maximizing. I think the defense is maximizing its talent totally this season. I, I think, well, I think the they're getting things. more than max out of yeah, it. Yeah. You look at a guy like Omar Brown, who most people didn't even know his name last year. Yeah. And this year, it's like, dude, you're 
You're making you're making national grade grade boards. You're making everything under the well, sun. You mentioned Ty Robinson earlier, and like he was a guy that I think people had just been like, okay, well, he wasn't the player that I was hoping he would be. And yeah, uh, you know, we were at least excited about him. Pre- yeah. Hutmaker was the bigger surprise to me this yeah, year, totally, because Ty Robinson was a guy we talked about as being a leader that or a need to be leader on the on the defensive side of the ball this year. I feel like he's been able to just play this year. The expectations weren't all on him after like week one or week two, and it was just, hey, dude, get out there and smash. Yeah. Well, one one of my other things about the defense is not just that Tony White was not he he didn't know rule, you know, he didn't never coach with rule, but none of these defensive assistants ever coached with Tony White. Yes. So the fact that not just the players can come in and learn that defense the way that they have and execute the defense the way that they have, but these assistant coaches have to do also another crash course learning Tony White's defense, how he wants these players to go, and they're playing the way that they are. It just the whole thing all together, top to bottom, is crazy. Do you super zone in on the press conferences? Like do you pay close attention to them? Uh you know, it's funny. I watched the the Monday one for sure. And then the other ones it's like bits and pieces that I kind of hone in on. The biggest thing that I've seen when you ones that you kind of know are going to be kind of storyline, yeah, 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 like Monday. That's why the yeah the Monday (laughs) presser Satterfield the last couple weeks, and and then obviously the the post game press conference. But yeah, like that the Monday one I think is, I mean, it's easily the best Monday press conference since I've been watching this team. You know, you get so much out of it, and obviously Rule always comes in with something or or something he's going to like hit. Last week's was fantastic. Thirty six minutes. It's nuts, man. Just explanations on explanations. And, like, I think the thing, you know, it's obvious that there's a lot of folks that are, like, frustrated right now and and even some that are ready to, you know, get rid of Rule, and I think those people are morons. That's uh, wild to me. One of the things that I really like about him is he thinks so big picture, and, like, even if it doesn't work out to the way in which, like, we hope or think it can, I, I totally buy that he has, like, an exact idea of what it's supposed to look like along the way. And I think that that's the cool part is, like, when they make a mistake, it's not like I don't need the whole put it on me. Like, cool, you're a head coach. It sh- we should put. He it did on a me. lot of that on yeah, Monday. Yeah, he did. I he didn't def- care for that. Yeah. See, so like, I don't, I don't get my rocks off on that. But I like when he explains the thought process of here's why we did it. Even if I disagree, I, I would much rather. I like that stuff a lot more than the put it on me because you're a head coach. Of course, I'm going to put it on you. Um, His explanation of the third down play at the end of the game. Yeah. Is what changed my opinion of oh, that. Oh, interesting. Play. Yeah. So, like, even though I disagree, I'm I, I'm appreciative of him trying to explain it instead of just the usual BS that we've seen yeah. from coaches around here. I'm just I'm I'm the coach. Don't question me. Yeah, exactly. Like he yeah. really, I think he execute process. He blah, blah, blah. genuinely wants to have a conversation <laughs> about it. And like one of the things that I that I have heard about him is like he's met with quite a few writers um, off off the record at various points since he's been here, um, and to kind of give a little background on things. And I think like. That's the type of stuff that happens with like NFL coaches. That's yeah. the type of stuff that happens with like really experienced, good college football coaches. Is that just giving a little extra color behind the scenes to like here is why this is happening or here's why that's happening. And I think that that stuff can be valuable. So the the main reason I asked that question was the point that Jed made about the way that Tony White has come in and they not only did he have to learn everything that Rule likes to do, but all the coaches had to learn how he does things. I think I think the biggest difference in what you saw at Syracuse with Tony White or any of his other stops where he was just an assistant, I think if you if you look at the upgrade over where he was, because player wise, like we said, he's maximized. They're 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 getting everything out of these dudes. I think we've got some great position guys, but I do think that if you look at specifically Tony White's press conferences from the beginning of the year, especially the off season to now, 
he's completely modulated into coach rule speak. Yep. Like he now sounds like rule when he talks. He didn't before. It was all it was all buzz <coughs> buzz phrases that he came in with and all these different things. Now he's talking about process and he's talking about all these things that I feel like that was the maybe the missing piece for him to really become that elite coordinator. They love the word elite. And mm-hmm. and and then throwing also he's got a little bit better players than he had last year, but there's nobody on our roster right now that you look at other than just sheer size over Syracuse's roster last year and say, oh, that's a massive upgrade. That's a massive upgrade. Yeah. I mean, you can now, obviously, having seen him play this year, but preseason, we looked at it. We saw it. We're like, I don't know. The defensive line's a little bit bigger, but they're less deep. And That that change that you're talking about and him just in his press conferences kind of speaks to who he is as a coach. I mean, if you, if you look at a teacher, the best teachers are good students. He he has clearly taught not only his assistants and all of the players how to do this brand new defensive scheme. He's obviously doing all the learning too. So his his change in the press conferences and how he's become one of Rule's guys, it's not the shocking acolytes. to me at all. <laughs> it, it, call it what you will. It's not shocking at all because of how quickly he turned this defense into what it is. Yeah. It's fun. It's exciting. That was a, a long way around of me asking uh, if Wisconsin or Nebraska were more disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Tony White, don't leave just yet. I'm not quite finished. <laughs> uh, it's not just the San Diego State job that's open that scares me, but if Dino Babers gets fired at Syracuse, I'm kind of worried about that one too. Yeah, he is someone, I mean, for all the obvious reasons, you want back for a year too. But the one that I want to see is just kind of the continued evolution and the continued growth yeah. that I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. I want, I want to see what that looks like. Give what it a second it look year. Too? Yeah. What does it look like with more good play? You know, with with recruiting and, and with how many that? guys we have returning, dude. On that. And see, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, what the hell's going to happen with these young freshmen that are going to then have a, a year of weight room and and diet and all that stuff? It's like, what will that look like? Because yeah. right now they're babies still. You know, we might accidentally kill somebody. Who knows? <laughs> don't don't you don't you call Prince Will yeah, a my, baby? Yeah, don't come don't come after First me, Prince all, Will. I his, support you. I don't know if you're listening or not, Mama. His mama be yelling. Yeah. <laughs> she she gave us a follow on Twitter this week. She follows 45 people on Twitter. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Is somebody pissed that we're call, we're pronouncing his name? Your mom's a yelling? <laughs> your mama yelling. Uh, your mom's a yelling. I didn't realize that he had a second brother that was also yeah. playing college football. Yeah. I knew about his brother down in Florida. I didn't know about his other brother. That's wild. Crazy what a, shit. What a family. Yeah. No what kidding. a grocery bill. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Can you kidding. imagine that shit? She's, no kidding. She's just glad they're all out of the <laughs> house <now. laughs> Yeah. There's, there's another one of us and a sister. My parents know exactly what she's going through. <laughs> uh, they'll all be able to take care of her once they're in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, and a little bit right now with NIL, but... Yeah. Yeah. Is, is Principal getting NIL right now? Oh, I'm, sure I'm sure he is. If he's not, he will be. Uh-huh. Everybody on the team does. I mean, at least something. All right, boys. Jed, why don't you uh, why don't you lead us off here this week? Well, I, I know we like to do the interesting stuff, but uh, there's nothing interesting about Wisconsin other than uh, on October 10th, 25 years ago against Purdue, they started the jump around... Uh, tradition, which is a great tradition. You, it is. A, you've it, been. You've I've been, been there one time. Yeah. Were you up in the press box? I was in the press box. It's it's pretty cool. Did I mean, it, it feel sh- like it was going to collapse? Oh, it shakes. Yeah. I mean, because I was in the. That's what I always hear. Yeah. It was actually Kevin's first year doing full time BTN stuff, and so yeah, we're up there, and it's weird. You know, I mean, it's like legitimately shaking. So yeah, it was cool, and that was a garbage non conference game. They were playing like Tennessee Tech or something, and 
all the students left right after jump around, which no apparently happened last week too with yeah. them. And uh, uh, word on the street is it's hunting season up in Wisconsin. That was that was what I was gonna say is opening, season a lot opening of day of hunting season. Yeah, so people first are day thinking, to tag a deer is Saturday. So people are thinking that yeah, it's, but it's a night game, so I don't know. Might be a light atmosphere. On, uh, on well, there's there's going to be a lot of dudes that are out hunting at four o'clock in the morning on Sunday, drunk. Mm. Uh, no, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, because it it's starts at midnight on on Saturday. A lot of those dudes will be out there. They ain't gonna make the game. They're Wisconsin. They're professionals. They can make it. Mm, I don't. That. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get that that loyalty there. But okay. <laughs> I uh, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any personal experience of going up to Madison. My dad has been up for two different games and said it was the Horrible. worst experience outside of going to Colorado for a game that he's ever been to. They treat Nebraska fans like shit up there. Yeah, I've never been to a Nebraska Wisconsin the game fuck up there. Did we do to them? Yeah, seriously, same, same <laughs> uniforms. Like I think. They they copied us. Yeah, yeah. We, we gave them their program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Jesus, Christ. they don't like that we came back to the Big Ten to try and take it back from them, mm. or came to the Big Ten to try and take it back from them. The, the only like thing that like I kind of thought was a little funny when I was looking up the whole jump around history stuff. So, like I said, it was 25 years ago in 1998. And I, so I went on just Wikipedia for the 1998 Wisconsin season, just to kind of look to see if there was anything weird that happened that season. And you know, if you when you go on Wikipedia on the right side, it'll have like their record, their ranking, the head coach, all that stuff. They'll just kind of list this, the offensive coordinator. Right below the offensive coordinator, then said uh, offensive scheme, and it was Brad Childress, former NFL, longtime yeah, NFL uh, head coach. Offensive scheme for Wisconsin in 1998, according to Wikipedia, just simply said Smash Mouth. <laughs> that <laughs> was one their of those scheme? Ron Dane years. I don't know what kind of what? scheme that is, but <laughs> oh. yeah, Ron Dane, that is. That, I mean, I've heard of Smash Mouth football, but <laughs> I thought that was just, you know, no. <laughs> three yards of cloud of dusk type of uh, reference. Yeah, it literally just said offensive Smash scheme, Mouth. Smash Mouth. <laughs> so there's one page left in the notebook and they were like just write smash mouth on the front of that bitch <laughs> there's just an x on the first page that's I was it like, okay whatever that's the whole offensive line scheme <laughs> i'd say that's a funner fact than the 25 years thing <laughs> yeah. smash mouth that's fucking hilarious jesus uh are you on offense or defense this week i'm on offense jump on it man i mean you kind of have to start with braylon allen we don't really know if he's going to play with the first thing luke fickle said when asked is braylon allen gonna play he literally said i don't know so <laughs> he had an ankle injury uh, a couple weeks ago he did play last week he had three carries for three yards but he left the game in the second possession of the game um and didn't come back so nope. you know who knows that was on a key play and he didn't look right yeah, like he he straight up looked hobbled. Uh, it it looked kind of more like one of those hope and a prayer. It feels good right now. Let's go ahead and try it. And the first move he made was, nope. Yeah, kind of like Harburg, kind of like Harburg. Uh, their quarterback came back from a broken hand last week as well. Uh, he had a decent enough game. He obviously didn't throw any touchdowns because they only scored three points against Northwestern. But. Uh, he threw the ball forty-five times, which saying God. that saying that as a Wisconsin crazy quarterback, a broken hand. Well, yeah, I don't know how was that. Do you remember if it was his throwing? It hand was his or, throwing hand. I couldn't. I don't remember. I'm pretty positive it was his throwing hand. Okay. Um, but just saying a Wisconsin quarterback threw the ball forty-five times in one game rather than like four. Yeah, is kind of is still weird to me. I just don't understand. Especially it. when it was clearly working so well. <laughs> yeah. That was so, you know, because I was doing the post game show, and at whatever point when I realized that that was the score, 
that they were down twenty four to three, and I'm like, at halftime, what the hell is happening? Yeah, and we, I've been saying that for you know, especially the last two weeks. You know, there was I'm not gonna get super upset about them losing to Ohio State or even Iowa, but the last two weeks with Indiana and Northwestern, mm-hmm. like that's when this season went from oh man, you know, it's been kind of a tough year one to the five alarm fire that it's been over the last couple of weeks yeah. for former and alum. and I'm gonna go hunting instead of go to the game. Yeah, seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's actually that's a real concern. I've heard that it's really easy for Nebraska fans to get tickets right now. Mm. People like making that trip. It's not that bad of a drive. Yeah. I think I think we'll see some and good. And maybe finally go up there and see a Husker win for the first time. You yeah, know, no I think shit. people are really going to want to do that. They didn't look nearly this vulnerable until two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 They, they, and they've looked bad the last two weeks. They look, plain and simple. Well, they're averaging 11 points a game in the last three games. Like, And I will say this. I don't know if Hello, it Nebraska. Was, I don't know that if you can. Well. <laughs> I don't know if you can if you can uh, give Nebraska credit for this or not, but Illinois has looked better since they got their dick yeah, stomped by us. Northwestern has looked good since they got yeah, beat by way us. Way better. Uh, if that dude does not get a real look at that coaching job, I don't know who the fuck else. I don't they know think why he doesn't have a contract there. already yeah, right no now. No shit. But let it sit on his desk. Maybe he's looking for more money. I, I was going to say maybe he won't sign it because he knows he can go somewhere else after this <laughs> season. Yeah, he's looking for a different car wash. Uh. I did. I did find out and looked it up. Though it was his throwing hand. He oh, broke it against it? Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, the transition for this offense is not clearly not <laughs> going well. Uh, they just have one decent wide receiver. He came back last week off of a one week injury. He only had one target. He's a five ten guy. He's basically a Billy Kemp type. He's very good cool. DK, but <laughs> wonder how he looks. <laughs> He's got more than double the yards. Uh. And they do have another guy, uh, Will Pauling, who has kind of emerged as their go-to guy. He had 10 catches last week, um, and he has three touchdowns on the season, but they were the only time he got the touchdowns was when Tanner Mordecai was out. So Tanner Mordecai missed three games. He gets his three touchdowns. Now Tanner Mordecai's back, and he got 10 catches, but he didn't get in the end zone. So <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, the offensive line has been the exact same all season. They've started every game, all five guys. Uh, they've allowed the fourth fewest sacks in the Big Ten with only 16. Shocking for Wisconsin offensive line. So, I mean, it. I think the biggest the biggest story is the transition of that offense with Phil Longo has not gone well. And I don't think that you can put it towards injuries like you can with Nebraska's offense to a certain extent. Um, well, I mean, you lose a top 10 running back in the country. That's going to hurt. Lost him for one week, though. I That's mean, fair. well, one and a half, I guess, because since he technically only played like three plays, you know, a handful of plays last I week. Oh, they but... lost him before the Illinois game. That he was out for like two and a half games. Nah, I think he was only out for, I think yeah. he was only out for the So one. it's funny that you said, because I thought the same thing earlier today when I was like, I'm going to go look at their, some of their production numbers and, and whatnot. And I go to the game log for him, and, and there were more games that showed up than I would have expected. Because um, I'll be honest, I haven't really watched a whole lot of Wisconsin this year. And. His production, he only has three games this year with over 100 yards. Um, yeah, he only it, missed the Indiana game. Yeah, it, he's just... I think he got hurt in Ohio State, yes. though, because he, he only had 10 carries. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so you, you were... No, you no, were... You're, I'm just, he just hasn't been, hasn't been the guy that we thought he was going to be. Obviously, Mordecai has struggled. And yeah, I think that... Because I was someone who bought into them being good this year and having success on offense. Because I, I kept going back to the Phil Longo, and I, you heard me say mm-hmm. it a million times. They ran the ball in North Carolina. Like, this isn't just bringing in an air raid guy for the sake of being air raid. And they ran RPO a shit ton. Yeah, and it just, it hasn't been working from the first game. I mean, they were struggling in September. They had the Georgia Southern game early on. They had the Washington, the Washington State, State game, game yeah. which they lost. And 
So I they kept just waiting had a lot for of them issues. to turn it on. I know. And it it just, seemed like it was just like, oh, I'm just waiting for them to click. Yeah. They, they just got to get it and, together. And Jed had the numbers a few minutes ago. They have, what, 11 points per game in the last? Yeah, last so like, in their three-game losing streak. And, and then you throw in the six that they had versus Iowa, you know, in October. Like, they have taken – they've regressed. and They've taken a big step back as the competition's gotten tougher. And, again, last two weeks, to lose to these teams. And they should have lost to Illinois. You know, they had that comeback win over Illinois. That game, they were getting dominated throughout much of it. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a disappointment, and that side of the ball has been a big reason why. I know you mentioned that their offensive line has been steady as far as pass blocking and stuff. What, is the, what does their tackle for loss look like? How is their offense affecting that as far as are they running a lot of swing pass type stuff? Or are they? You mean, I mean uh, North, Carolina, for North Carolina ran a lot of that swing, swing pass type stuff with their – they're outsides there. I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna if we're gonna be able to play to our strengths or if it's gonna be more of a down down the field type pass play. You mean Wisconsin throwing Wisconsin's the ball down? Offense, yeah. They don't. They again. It's almost like they're trying to do a hybrid of old Wisconsin and this Phil Longo offense. I agree. You know, everybody says the Phil Longo offense. They just hear air raid and yeah. they think just chucking the ball all over. That's not what he. Get two one thousand yard running running backs one year at yeah. North Carolina, yeah. so it's not like Mac Brown was still the head coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Terrible head coach, but yeah. <laughs> different debate for a different time. <laughs> I'm like the guy's got an Eddie. You can't call him a terrible head coach. I can. I just did. <laughs> uh, I mean, they've allowed the fourth most uh, or fourth fewest, I guess it would be uh, tackles for loss on the season. So I mean. They can make plays in the out conference there, or the country. In the conference, okay. So it's like you know, I think it's a little bit like the Maryland offense, where yeah, eh, they're there. They can make a couple of plays, but yeah, but Mordecai they just is not don't nearly do as athletic as no. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, talking about the whole offense because also Maryland doesn't have a running back like Braylon Allen. As as much as he has not lived up to the Braylon Allen t- hype, he's still much better than anything Maryland has at running back. Sure. So, I mean, it's kind of maybe six of one, half dozen of the other. They they don't have an explosive offense, so it doesn't really matter. Do you think this is going to be one of those ground-and-pound type games against yeah. us? Yeah. Or they're going to try, at least. And the weather's supposed to be solved. It's not going to be that cold, and it's not going to be windy, and there's not any precipitation in the forecast. So, yeah. you know, in theory, like, the weather shouldn't affect this game whatsoever. No. It'll just be the offense is being bad. Yeah. What do you got on the D? Uh, their defense, kind of like last week, they're just average. There's nothing exciting they're not about a them. Wisconsin defense no, that we're not used at all. To. They're they're literally ranked seven out of fourteen teams in the Big Ten. They're they're for total defense. They they give up about 135 yards a game on the ground, just over 200 yards in the air. There's just nothing exciting about them. Um, they also don't really take the ball away. They're they're only negative two on their margin for the year. But I mean, they have. Ten interceptions, three fumbled takeaways. Like they just, they just don't do that much on defense. You know, it's funny. The offense has gotten so much pub and how bad they have been, and like you know, the Phil Longo stuff. The defense just being average, I think, is the bigger story in terms of why they're so bad. Yeah. You know, why do you think he didn't retain him? Do you think he wouldn't stay? That would be my guess. Yeah. Why wouldn't you info, stay in I a D coordinator seen. position at least, where you where you're already known, where you're beloved? Instead of taking a fucking analyst job for Illinois, but if you if you think that you should have gotten the head coaching job, why are you going to stay at that same place? Yeah, go somewhere else. He has the name recognition to be. I mean, granted, I know he's maybe not a he defense thinks he's both plenty. I guess, but he I will it. be a defensive coordinator at some point. 
So you just move on from the place that you thought you should have had the job. Yeah, maybe at. you pull back a little bit this year, you know, and honestly, there's something to be said for like the idea of Bo, like, look, he was never going to get the chance to be the defensive coordinator for Callahan, but he wouldn't have wanted that job. And it would have been pretty no, toxic, that's true. you know, that's, like that's valid. And, and, and immediately now, you know, people would be like, well, it should have been, I mean, they're already saying that. Imagine if, if the fans could say it should have been, if him. he was standing next to fickle yeah, on, on the, the sideline. Side oh, that could have been super <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> that would have been very uncomfortable. I mean, it, d- it depends on how professional he is, I guess. Yeah, that's and but, that's a great point. Like Bo is a Bo is a toxic human being yeah. in general. I've never gotten that vibe from uh, from him at I, all. I didn't so. either, and that's that's part of what shocked me. And the fact that Fickle would let him go, yeah, when he was the guy. I mean, you had so even even Brelin Allen said he tweeted it out pre preseason before before Fickle was hired. Uh, if, if they don't if they don't hold on to him, if they don't retain him, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm in a transfer portal, and he did for what five minutes, and then pulled back just like everybody else did fickle was the hot hire i don't get why this hasn't worked i know it's weird and i still buy into it long term like jed does but look at what he did at cincinnati yeah exactly you can't deny that yes but there's been just enough negativity that it's just it's hard to get out of that cycle it also might not work in wisconsin the other thing that i learned today and i did not know this ahead of time wisconsin they have stricter Academic rules than than what a lot of the other Big Ten schools. They're more along the, the Michigan line than they are along any, anything else. They also don't allow JUCOs. So he Wisconsin doesn't. Yeah, they don't allow JUCOs. I don't know why. I didn't look into it that much. It's just something that I heard. They don't allow JUCOs. So him turning the program and being able to bring in a bunch of extra guys that might have been able to help out this year right away might not have been as available to him as possible. I thought when he went out and got his quarterback, this was like they identified Mordecai as like, uh, if Wisconsin gets Mordecai, he's going to be able to run that that Cincinnati offense. That you know, you bring in Longo, you bring in the the ideas from Cincinnati. He's going to be their guy. They're going to be able to roll with this. It just hasn't worked. No, it doesn't make sense. It does. It doesn't make sense to me. And if if Fickle had tried to come in here and and done everything that he did, because I know a lot of fans, a lot of fans, well. If, Fickle was actually available. Why didn't we get him? Yep. We had to settle for Matt Rule, who just shit his pants with the with the Panthers. Other other than this guy, who should have had the Ohio State job. Come on, he already knows the Big Ten. Everybody was pissed. Yep. And you know, we we talked about it. We questioned it. Matt Rule was one of my guys. He was one of my two guys from the very beginning. It was him and Bill O'Brien. Those two guys have done the most resurrecting of programs in the, in recent memory of any programs that you can. I wanted one of them. We got one of them. I was happy. And then Fickle went up there, and I was like, oh, damn. Fickle's a fucking good coach. <laughs> yeah. You talked about it. We talked about this. I kind of feel like we got the better deal. But may- maybe, and you kind of s- almost said it where you said uh, maybe it just doesn't work at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, we may or may not have recently seen a group of five head coach that was successful at a location <laughs> go to a place that we all thought Jen, was who sl- are you a slam dunk. About? Who are you talking about, Jen? So, I mean, when you say, who is this? why is it not working? Well, Wait, wait till it starts snowing I mean, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we've kind of seen... This seems like a very prime example. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Billy Napier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Billy Napier. yeah. <laughs> are you putting this person up on a mountain or something? <laughs> nope. I'm just cleaning this dust off the table. <laughs> this white stuff. <laughs> Seriously, tell everybody who you're talking about. Everybody knows who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> that dumb piece of shit down in Arizona. 
<laughs> Wait, now I'm confused. <laughs> he lives in he Arizona lives. now. Scott Frost lives in Arizona now. Wait, oh. uh, you're talking about Scott? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Somebody I, had to say it because this got confusing. You, you know what's really fucking funny is I completely blanked on the Scott Frost reference. I thought you were going to the offensive coordinator. <laughs> you didn't think I was talking about Scott Frost this whole fucking time. About I, thought, I thought you were talking about <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Missed it. Okay, oh. when I said everybody knows who I'm talking about, okay, everybody but you. <laughs> yes, everybody but me. We're okay, roll, so we're second example. On. Second example would be OC out in Colorado. <laughs> What's his name from Kent Sean State? Lewis. This is too yeah, far Sean gone. Sean Lewis. He's this is not too far gone. This is a, this is a second great example. Sean Lewis left Group of Five school. He was getting looked at from other places like Tulane. In fact, I, I think he had an Wisconsin, offer. Wisconsin talked about him for at least a second because he played at Wisconsin. Didn't he have so. an offer from Tulane and then wind up turning them down and then their head coach stayed? I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. And then he took that job as the OC to get replaced two weeks ago. Yeah. Because, you know, what a, it's nothing to do with an offensive <laughs> line or, you know, anything else on the team. Or him. Defense doesn't matter. <laughs> the defense. <Fuck>. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> You should be scoring 700 points a game. My son's the quarterback, for yep. fuck's sake. That's where I thought you were going with that. No. My bad. No. <laughs> All you had to say was cocaine, and I would have come I right did. back I to I got to wipe this white dust off the table. It's like, man, I just wiped this table today. We're, we're going we're gonna to pull this all the way back. So how about that Wisconsin D? Yeah. <laughs> There's only really two players to look out for on the Wisconsin D. The biggest one is their safety, Hunter Wohler. Yeah. Um. He's got like half the team's total tackles for the year. It's insane. He's over 90 on tackles for the year. He's over 90 already? He's, he's averaging Jesus nine and a half Christ. tackles a game. Well, the, he, the leader in the Big Ten has like 120. So Who is that? Uh, I don't know. Penn State? And he's one of the guys, too. He, he's one of the players who had the quotes that have come yeah. out of this week about, like, we're going to find who wants to play. I did not know that. But yeah. he's, I mean, he's clearly the guy on their defense. Yeah. And they, they're not afraid to use him anywhere. He's got five tackles for a loss on the season and a sack. Like, they'll, they'll, They'll rush him. They'll do whatever they want with him. So he's the main guy to watch. Also, keep kind of an eye out for Ricardo Hallman just because he has half of their interceptions on the year. He'll probably have at least one in this game, if we're being honest. But outside of that, like I said, the rest of it's just very standard. How does this defense stack up to what they used to run? I don't know. Anybody? I I think the biggest thing is they always used to be stacked at linebacker. Yes. And they're not. They used to be big. Like they're not. Well, they. It's they, that used to be their bread and butter was stopping the run. Yeah, they were built to stop the Big Ten in November. And it doesn't seem like that anymore. And they were very opportunistic with takeaways. Yeah, that very too. And, and you already mentioned they don't have that many takeaways. They have on the thirteen season. on the year. That's crazy. They they've had three in like the last five or six games, yeah. and they were all in the Ohio State game. Well, he'll get that in the first half on Saturday night. <laughs> I know. Look, if we just get don't right hand, yeah. if we just don't hand them the ball, they're not going to go take it from us. Is my point. Like. Seriously, but but we I'm might not, drop I'm it not, on the ground next. I'm not saying we won't. <laughs> we're gonna have some turnovers. It it doesn't seem like their defense really does that much in the game. They're they they do enough to give their offense a chance, but they aren't putting them in a great position. Do they have anything special on special teams? No, um, I mean they've got a good kicker, but I mean it's Wisconsin kicker. Yeah, we know that well, they have a good kicker. We, because we can't just say it's a Wisconsin something this year because everything seems weird mm-hmm. about this team. That's true. But if it's a Wisconsin kicker, at least yeah, they held just... something over. <laughs> there you go. 
I mean, not lately. We haven't been that bad, but have you done much assessing Wisconsin prior to this? No, tomorrow is going to be my, my deep breakdown. Dive. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I'll start. I'll start deep diving into them. Yeah. When do you guys do like your real breakdown? Like, I listen to the radio, but I listen to it passively. Like, I'm, yeah. I still work until like five, five or six o'clock, to, depending on what's going on. So I listen to a lot of what you guys do. I throw it on YouTube in the background. <laughs> Problem is, I spend half my day on the phone. Uh-huh. So I've got a headset on, and YouTube has this awesome new feature they just implemented like six months ago that it automatically dips down for oh. you when if you have a phone call come in through your computer. <laughs> like, this is awesome. I don't even have to pay attention now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this, this brings it down for me. Uh, so I miss a shit ton of what's going on. I just didn't know when you guys did your breakdowns, like, Deep dive breakdown yeah. for the game. It'll so, be on Wednesday. Yeah, so we, tomorrow we're having uh, the play-by-play guy for NBC on the show. So that's going to be kind of the beginning of that. We do a uh, we do our big board preview on Thursday, where we kind of the, the old Greeks big board from the NFL Today on CBS back in like the seventies, where we look at a bunch of different things. And so that's where I really like to dive into. Okay, what are they doing with the offensive line? What are they doing with the defensive line? And, and going from there. And then, you know, Friday is when we do our our keys. Um, which is, you know, mainly things that Nebraska needs to do, but finding some of the things. I mean, certainly the takeaway number right there. I think that that's some really good stuff. Like, they're not taking the ball away a ton this year. They're also not allowing a, a ton of sacks. Like, that's some really good stuff to kind of build the, you know, how can you how can you find success against them? So, yeah, a lot of stuff Thursday and a lot of stuff Friday. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, Jen, are you ready to dive into the questions? I am. So I don't know if you remember from the first time you were here. Oh yeah, okay. we did that. There was a fun punt return one, and I was optimistic, <laughs> and I shouldn't have been. And you it wasn't and I, even that. Yeah, it wasn't I, even that high dude, of a number. These no. two have shit on me like at least fifteen times in different episodes <laughs> since then about you and me teaming up on that question. We were both like, "Oh fuck, pump those numbers Easy. up. Those are rookie numbers." Trey Palmer is going to have seventy-five thousand punt return yards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, we looked like we fucking had our shoes stuffed down our throats. Yeah. We we didn't do very good on that one. No. Question one, Emmett Johnson rushing yards. I'm going to see if he has a career day, 89 and a half yards. Uh, the most carries he's had was last week for 17 carries for 84 yards. Wisconsin has allowed three players to rush for over 90 yards on the season. Uh, Iowa's running back uh, had 172 against them. So basically, will he get to 90 yards? So before we answer this, my first question for you is, who's going to be our starting quarterback on Saturday? Chubba. Well, I think that that's what it sounded like they want. That's what Satterfield sounded like he wants today. But they also said he's really banged up after last week, and you've got to be thinking his groin injury, did he re-aggravate it? Is it, is it bad enough that he's not going to be able to play? Because it sounded to me like, Sims is healthy, but uh, we really want Chubba out there. We don't know if he's going to be good to go. Do we think it's going to be Chubba for sure? I know he does. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those, like, which one do you want to have as your emergency quarterback? Like, is, is Chubba healthy enough to start and hopefully play the whole game? Because we want whoever the starter is to play the whole game. Because otherwise, he's getting pulled for He's either hurt play. or he's, yeah, he's playing bad. So it's like, do you want... A, you know, hobbled or at least partially hobbled Chubba Purdy to start and use Jeff Sims as the emergency guy, or do you want to have Jeff Sims and more than likely him to have a bunch of turnovers and then have a hobbled guy be your emergency quarterback? It's like, I don't know, because those are really the only two guys that are going to play. It really depends on how severe his injury is. Well, well I we mean, haven't heard they, say, they say he needs yeah. surgery, so it's 
Well, they it's 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 a groin injury, so you either get surgery yeah. or you take a shit ton of time off to let it heal. There's no in between, and so you're injured. You're fucked. One way or the other, he's going to have to at least take the entire offseason, probably into next year to heal, or he's going to get surgery. The anticipated answer is he's getting surgery after the season. So when I, how he's long supposed can to have you it go? This week. He was supposed to have his surgery this week. It was scheduled? Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, that's that's, I don't I'm, think that's been said on the, on the record by anybody. But yeah, fuck. It was supposed to be this week. That's why I'm questioning. <laughs> is it... Huh, should I get my dick worked on, or should I go play starting quarterback for Nebraska? <laughs> Doc, I think I'll call you later. <laughs> it it, it kind of depends on if he can be out there without risking worse injury, because that's really got to be the biggest thing that he's considering if he can play, is if I go out there and I get hit the wrong way, is it going to be worse? Or is surgery, surgery only going to get me back to a certain percentage? That's really what he has to consider as a player. Otherwise, it really probably only comes down to whether or not he can still run with his yeah, injury. Yeah, plus there's only two games left. Like, that's the positive, yeah. right? You're at the very end of the year. Mm-hmm. Your season's going to be done as of this recording in, what, 10 days. Yeah. So yeah. just got to get 10 days later. Do we know any? Do any of you guys know anything about groin injuries? I mean, I, I know about hernias. I, that's not the same thing. I know some, but it really de- like, there's several parts to the groin. That's why you, you need to know what the actual injury is. If he can injure himself worse, I wouldn't put him. That's what there. I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Is is it something you can cause further damage? Or you're telling me I'm going to lose my dick? Damage? I ain't going out there. <laughs> okay. I don't think they classify it as a groin injury if you have a, a penal tear. But that's my point. His dick is really crooked. We got to fix this. I think you need an anatomy lesson. But... <laughs> I didn't say I was a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a groin doctor, but. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> this happens a lot. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't even a question about quarterbacks. This I know. Is the I know. Thing. Emmett Johnson rushing yards, 89 oh, that's and right. a half. Uh, it's going to be over. I'm starting off. It's it's going to be over. It's going to be over by, I think he goes for like 125 this week. I, oh, I, I think he finally gets the carries that you've been begging for because of necessity. I think that it's going to be Chubba. Chuba is not. They're not going to put him in running situations like they did last week. The I think the reason he was successful running the ball was because of how awkwardly he was running the ball. It was hilarious. As clunky as it was, it, he still didn't look like he had a really bad hurt groin. I yeah, mean, that, you never would have known. That little zigzag run that he had, like second or third play for like twelve yards, first down. Everybody's going nuts. Like, oh my god, yeah, he's, he's going, he's gonna do it. It's it like, was like a Scooby Doo chase was, scene. Was, <laughs> His legs were going, and he wasn't moving anywhere. <laughs> it was it was the most awkwardly forced successful run I've ever seen. It was so funny. Matt, what do you got? Um, I'll take the over two just because I think we've finally beat it into Satterfield's head that we need to run the ball all the time. So hopefully, I think I, I think he's going to get twenty plus carries. Yeah, Hope, again, hopefully. I'm going to do the same thing. I, we're all going to be wrong now, probably. But <laughs> I'm going to say they they really they give him the ball. He's good. He can do it. If they give him the ball, he hits the over. Yeah, I, I'm going with the over because I think if if Purdy starts, uh, they need a running game, and Purdy's not it. Yes. So those carries go to Harburg and, and think, Sims carries. Yeah, I just hope and pray he's spending like the entire week on the phone with his brother and talking about, hey, what did you do to keep yourself focused to get that first win? 
when the, that first start that you got thrown in. Because he was also a third-string quarterback. Yes, he was. Mr. Irrelevant, third-string quarterback coming in. Let's do the same thing at the collegiate level for his brother. Come on. Come on, buddy. You can take us. <laughs> I wanted to put this question at 99 and have to see if he'd get to 100, but I couldn't really justify jumping that up considering his career long is 84 yards. So That's fair. And he just said that last week. Yeah. Uh, question two. What will be more, Nebraska passing yards or Wisconsin rushing yards? Wisconsin in the last five games has averaged 104 rushing yards per game, which is super fucking weird to say for a Wisconsin team. And Nebraska is averaging 115 passing yards in the last five games. Did you happen to look up what the Wisconsin average rushing yards per game is on Nebraska since we joined the Big Ten? Uh, about a thousand and a half. <laughs> That's why this question. Is I was so, going to peg this like question in general is really weird to ask too because I mean we had what. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, three consecutive years over 200. And he got better every year. Braylon Allen's first year against us was well over 200. Like, just, and that's Melvin just Gordon individual game. players. Melvin yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, He's still running. Lamonte Ball back in the day. Yeah. Fuck. That game where Ball and Melvin Gordon both went off for like two, 210 plus. Big 10 championship like game. Yeah. Oh, God. One of them averaged but, like 20 but to yards think, a carry. To think that <sighs> I'm asking a question about Wisconsin rushing. Is that game 94 or nothing? Nebraska like passing it. yards or Wisconsin rushing yards is just a very weird question for me to ask. But Wisconsin doesn't run the ball very well. Yeah. I'm so. going to go with the Wisconsin one because this is going to be an anti-Nebraska play and not like a pro-Wisconsin play. I get it. Bet go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer yet. I'm, I'm going pro-Nebraska defense on this one and taking the Nebraska passing yards. I think our defense sees how vulnerable Wisconsin is on offense, and they're just going to fuck some people up this week. This is a Luke Reimer type of, I'm going to extract some revenge, because I've been here long enough to remember some of those games, type of game, I think. I think the defense is going to be about the most fired up that we've seen the defense, probably since coming out in Illinois. They, you know, after, after that Sunday practice, after the, after the Michigan beatdown, that defense was fired up as fuck. I think that they have even more to be fired up about this just because of the couple older guys that have been around long enough to get their embarrassment out. Uh, I'm picking the same way Matt did, strictly because of the Nebraska defense. I think we probably hold them. I'm also assuming that he's not healthy. Who? Braylon Allen. Okay. And that they don't have a Braylon Allen-type second running back to throw out there. I think we probably hold them under 75. Now, we might only throw the I ball was gonna say. 80. <laughs> that's that's we, the weird thing about it. We need one guy, here's, here's we need one guy to get open <laughs> to lob a ball the, and the have one it connect. pass play yeah. that we get. So, so here's, here's, here's my big thing about this is this is the first week Chubba Purdy's getting any snaps all season with the ones. In practice. He yeah. hasn't, like, there might have been some some of the freshmen some of the some of the freshmen out there might have gotten some early season snaps with him, but since our wide receiver room went to absolute dog shit, those guys have been running with the ones. There was no connection when he came in that game. He was literally only using his eyes to find an open receiver. Well, what did Satterfield say? Like only two of those plays he had actually practiced. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, and so that he, they ran on the, that, that on the whole drive. drive. Yeah. yeah. And so they said, and that's probably also part of why it looks so clunky a yeah. couple times running the ball. I mean, I don't think he's a very talented runner. He's, no. He doesn't have the feet for it. He's a pocket or passer. Or they're growing, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. 
just doesn't have a dick. It's weird. Doesn't have the grunt for it, man. <laughs> uh, but but I I'm excited to see what he could look like if you're right and he does start. I'm excited to see what he could look like a whole week of practice with the ones running the plays that we're gonna run, being scripted at least two drives. It'll be nice to see. I I think that we're gonna be you know he found the one of three passes that he completed. He completed for 23, 24 yards, something like that. So I I think it's gonna be a decent enough game if he starts. I I think Nebraska goes over the hundred. I think we keep him under seventy five running. I am not comfortable saying Nebraska passing. But like with what you said, it's more pro Nebraska's defense. How I think that they're going to hold them down. Um, that I am reluctantly saying I have confidence in Nebraska's this, passing. This game. is the most vulnerable. Josh is the only wow. one. Wow! I like having a fourth person here because the three of us can agree, and it's fine. <laughs> we ne- we always hate agreeing when it's the three of us. Well, still, Except that the I last question, all four all of us guys. pissed you over. But. As soon as soon as he starts agreeing with the two of us, then he's like, "Well, I don't know. I think I should change this. I think I should change this. Yeah, these numbers are off. <laughs> I really thought you guys were going to go the other way with this one." Matt, I like how he says when I agree with both of you. It's we it's really just, yeah. It's just I hard. hate agreeing with him too. <laughs> And yet somehow we're all tied at this point I in the know. season. That's the weird thing. That's the fucking. There's been there's been a couple of games where it's like the Michigan game. I went like seven and two, and they went like three and five or some some shit like that. And the whole game has been or the whole season's been off lopsided. And for us to be two games out from the end of the season and, and all tied. the time, it's pretty crazy. much whoever is the most pessimistic on the offense. <laughs> that's who does the best that week. Yeah, who's yeah. in a bad it mood is. tonight? <laughs> that's that's what that's all about. And that's why I had such a good week this last week against Maryland. Because we even said it in the show, it's like, if Nebraska plays well, he's going to get, and granted, you had five, correct, so it's still good, but that I'm going to be really bad this week. <laughs> if, if Nebraska plays the way that they do, I'm going to have a good week. And, yeah, yeah. You were back to bah humbug, Jed, yes, last week. You mean, you mean reality? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just, That's what you like to call it when you're he's in the He was back to Jed, yeah. yeah. Question three. This is the story of the entire season, especially in the last couple of weeks. Nebraska turnovers. turnovers. Huh? Uh, three and a half sounds such like such a high number. It's but so ridiculous. Like, I mean, Nebraska has gone over three and a half four times this year, averaging three point four in the last five games. Uh, and we already talked about how Wisconsin only has three takeaways in the last five games, and they were all in one game. You know, the funny thing is, and uh, one of your uh fellow hosts on sixteen twenty Connor Happer, he was he did the numbers on uh turnovers per drive and it was like a quarter of it's the n- yes. of the drives we've had a, a turnover. Twenty three percent of their drives this yeah. year have ended in turnovers. So I'm kinda of thinking like we average twelve drives per game. So that's a quarter. That's three of three. Them. Yeah. So you go over and under. <laughs> so I, I can put we, it at three. Can and we half, just though. pause for a second and think about that? For damn near a quarter of our drives. No, for a damn near a quarter of our drives, we've turned the ball over. Yep. And our defense is so fucking good. We're five and five and still have an outside shot at fucking winning our division. Yeah. They've turned it over eight times in the last two games, and they've lost the, the, the two games by six points combined. You know, we've I know we've had you... three losses by three points, and yeah. we've had 12 turnovers in those three games. <laughs> <laughs> 12 turnovers. Nine total points. You say there's 12, 12 turnovers in three games. Turnovers. Just say that yeah, by itself. It's insane. It sounds insane. Yeah, in the last few years, they lose these games by 30. Yeah. 
They're losing by three. Yeah, when we've been, so, we're so close. We're so close. <laughs> Scott Frost, we're so close. And we weren't turning the ball over that bad. No. We were just kicking ourselves in the dick every way we could. Uh, you know, you used you used the stats from that he posted a couple weeks ago about. Um, oh, the opponent's, opponent's drive, drive starting on 50. our side. Yeah. yeah. Have you kept that up to date? I did not update it from the Maryland game. Yet, I know no. it wasn't great last week, but. I didn't know what the Maryland game. I mean, showed. the Purdue game. I think was it was uh, fifty, like fifty percent. Yeah, so it's I I haven't updated it after the Maryland game yet. Gotcha. Sorry. No, you're good. You know, but one of the other things, as far as all these turnovers, we're only averaging eighteen points allowed per game. Like crazy. It's not just the fact that we have these close losses. And I hate to use the word close, but yeah. Like, it's not so taboo anymore. Tw- 26, 27 turnovers, and you're only allowing 18 points a game? Yeah. And and you have a, what, 40-burger against Michigan mixed in there? That's how fucking like, good I know, I, know I, I know I threw away that comment earlier, but there is some legitimacy to people saying, this is a national championship-style defense. We just have zero offense to go with yeah. it. Yeah. No help. If If we would have had... Illinois yeah. offense this year. Illinois offense. Well, at least Illinois offense now. We prob we probably win eight or nine games. Probably just Illinois quarterback. If we have five less turnovers, we win eight or nine games. <laughs> yeah, I'm just simply saying. Which, which, by the way, that means we still have over twenty turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> twenty four to be exact. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, Nebraska turnovers three and a half. I'm gonna say they have two. I'm going to be optimistic this week. I'm going to say they have three, (laughs) and I'm still taking the under. I'm also going to go under. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Jed's going over. He's like seven. It's it's, going to happen. Nope, I'm actually going with the under. What's the record for the most turnovers by a team in a single season? I don't know that. I'll look that up while you're you're throwing it I can look it up tomorrow. I don't work tomorrow, so. Question four. Who will have more tackles for loss, Wisconsin or Nebraska? Nebraska has four more tackles for loss than Wisconsin on the season. Wisconsin is averaging seven per game in the last three games. Uh, Nebraska is also averaging just over seven in the last three games, so it's basically the same in the last three games. Nebraska or Wisconsin is allowing 4.6 per game in the last three games, and Nebraska is allowing 8.6 in the last three games. So, I mean, I know we were propping up the offensive line earlier in the show, but that Michigan State game just plummets that number down yeah. drastically. So, who will have more more tackles for loss, Wisconsin or Nebraska? I'm going to go with Nebraska or Wisconsin. Excuse me. Uh, they just haven't allowed that many this year, and that tells me that their offense probably doesn't play that way. If they're not throwing a ton of swing passes that are slowly developing and getting outside there, we're not going to we're not going to get that many. Not on an offensive line. In Wisconsin, where they've all five played all season long, and they're not, and they're, would you say they're fourth in the country for pressures? Uh, no, they had, uh, they had fourth in the conference of uh, fewest tackles for loss allowed. Oh, I thought you said fourth in the country. No, no. Oh, my conference. bad. No, still, I'm, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with Wisconsin's going to have more. Finally, something the way I can disagree with BJ on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think Nebraska wins this by three or four. I, th- I think our defense like it, four. What the fuck are you looking at, <laughs> Jed? 
I'm sorry. That would make me confused, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, Wisconsin is vulnerable, and our Hats defense is going tight. to be excited. So we're, we're going to get back there quite a bit. I'll go with Wisconsin. I'll go with BJ on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was... There's a part of me that wants to go with Wisconsin because I think if Chubba Purdy is starting, he's going to be a little bit more of a statue back there. Not just because of how he plays, but also with his groin injury. But uh, I'm going to go with Nebraska because I think they're going to be fired up for this game. Question five. Do you think they'll get rid of the ball a lot really quickly with him? Who, with Mordecai? If, if Chubba, no, if Chubba oh. is starting, do you think the goal is get the ball out fast? Lots to, of quick hand handoffs. I mean, we're not going to be seeing them running the option. No, oh, no. Are, are we? Not. Are we going to be seeing a lot of quick handoffs and a lot of, you know, swing passes, a lot of quick, you know, quick tight mesh routes? You'd hope so, right? Yeah. Make make things easy as if, hell on him. Yeah, three step drop. Let's let's unleash that thing. Let's keep it under two seconds for a for a for an exit. Yeah, I would hope so. But then that puts a lot of pressure on our on our wide receivers to catch the passes. Yeah, I mean, get open yeah. and catch the passes. Yeah, I feel. I feel like if you if you put Malachi Coleman, I know you guys know that I love him. <laughs> you put Malachi Coleman five yards in front, five five yards behind the line, in the middle of the field against almost anyone, he should be able to make that play. The only thing that I noticed about Malachi the last couple of weeks, he does not come out of here to catch balls. He does not reach for a ball. He had a ball thrown just slightly behind him in the in, in the uh, Maryland game. That yeah, it was behind him, but it was catchable. His hands froze here. He doesn't catch the ball. If you look at any of his good catches, he doesn't really catch the ball out here. Other than that one in the end zone where he did lay out for it, but he was by himself. Yeah, he keeps everything tight right here. If the if I'm going to miss this ball and it's going to bounce off, it's not going to get tipped up in the air and caught because of me. You're you're not wrong when you say if we put Malachi Coleman in any routes that are five yards beyond the line of scrimmage, he should be able to make a play. We don't, He's six four. But we don't put six, him in those situations. No, and that's, and that's the problem. I feel like, like we should be. You're run right. Him, but, run him in some more of those almost tight end sets. Bring him in on some of those jumbo packages that we're actually going to throw the ball. Get some of those out there. And we also don't have a quarterback to just put it on him. I also still think that Satterfield Maybe. learned his lesson. Maybe. And we're not throwing the ball that much this week. I sure as fuck hope so. I want to go back to those 11 passes that we had in a handful of games ago. Uh, question five. We're going back to the penalty conversation that we had. Uh, penalties by Nebraska, four and a half. Nebraska in the first six games averaged 6.3 penalties per game. And the last four games, we've had two and a half. Do you know anything game. about Wisconsin's penalties this year? Because that's the thing about Wisconsin in the past. They've always been a very low penalty team. Well, it's penalties by Nebraska. I know. I'm saying, is this going to be a super low penalties game? Because oh, I feel like okay. I'm sorry. the refs feel almost like they have to call one about every four or five minutes. And so it's one of those, uh, Or gonna... not, like the Michigan State game. Oh, or, well, that was a, <laughs> let's just get this over with. Yeah, yeah we don't want to watch this game anymore. <laughs> Literally no one wants to be here. Let's go. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go under for sure. The last two games we've played clean as fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why we should change that. Yeah, I take the under too. Um, I mean, the only way I see that creeping up is if we have some weird false starts or if we have Just going to say the same thing. It's a if it's a, if it is Trouble Purdy, 
cadence might be a little bit yes. different. Yeah. And they so might not be quite used to hearing him. Give him credence if there's a, a false start or two in there. But even if, even at that, looking at the last two games, that still keeps us under four and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be a little pessimistic on this one. The penalties go over, even though the turnovers drop a little bit. So I'll go with like five. Like they're not going to be have like ten. I hope. No. But you know, we're I think that that's a good call. That you know, maybe some procedure stuff where they're just not lined up correctly. I'm going to go with the over also for those two reasons, but also we've had a couple of penalties called against us, in the, but they've been either offsetting or declined or whatever else. So it's not like we haven't committed any penalties, but they just hey, have penalties on the books, no, bro. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but that's not always going to happen. So I'm going to go with the over for that reason. Question six. How many teams will score on their first drive? One, two, or neither? You don't have to tell me which ones will do it. But uh, Wisconsin has scored 13 points on their first drives all season. So they scored three scored times. Six. Wisconsin has allowed two scores on first drives. Nebraska has scored 10 points on their first drives all season. And Nebraska has allowed 10 points on the opponent's first drives. Neither. Yeah. Next question. I'm going to fight against you both on that. Um, this is this is going to be the cleanest offensive game that we play. You said that all last season. week too <laughs> hey, in the Maryland hey, game. Hey, 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 let him, let him. We're tied. Let him. He I'm was saying. he was like, we're going to have like three drives of ten plus plays and all. Yeah, he had like thirty something points for us last week. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Let him. Here's the thing. <laughs> what we do know almost for certain is Heinrich Harburg will not be our quarterback this week. Yes. That is giving us a leg up. Is he done for the year? I still think no. You think so? He says yes. Oh, wow. Do you want to divulge or no? Can you divulge? No, I just don't think he's going to. I don't. I think, oh, okay. Well, yeah. you don't, you don't I thought really, you knew something. Like, you no, knew some yeah, undertone stuff. Yeah, he's, you don't really risk it to bring him back for the well, Iowa they, game. They said he got out there and did mental reps today, yeah, but. Yeah, he's just too banged up. He's too Well, I, I think yeah. one of the other things, like, he had an ankle injury. We saw Sims miss what? Five games. Missed a long time. Well, we've got two games left. So, like, more than likely, he missed a lot of that time because well, maybe they didn't want him back. But at least the first three to four weeks were because of the injury. Yeah, going into the bye, he was uh, that was actually hurt. Yeah, since then, not so much. We have have two weeks for Harburg. Yeah, he's more than likely not going to play these next two games. The plan is that it's going to be Chubb the next two games. Yeah, yeah. Do you know was Harburg hurt at all before? This last game. So I hadn't even heard that. I had no idea that he was supposedly I, I really, up. like, dude, he started playing tentatively. Yes. We had questioned like, that a couple of times. Four like, games ago. Yeah. I brought it and, up. And, and it, it might with the Michigan State game. Like, he yeah, looked absolutely. horrible yeah. in that game. But even, even, in, uh, even, even in the Northwestern game, he was running, like, a lot of his, like, his, like, I'm pulling it down and I'm going, oh, shit, which hole do I go yeah. through? Like, Stuff like that started showing up in the Northwestern game. Yep. And I, I said it on the show. I said, he's reminding me of sophomore year Adrian Martinez. Mm. Like, I'm just in my head too much. I don't know what's going on. I fuck. I, I'm afraid to make a mistake. I don't want to do this. And, and and all of a sudden, his running free and his pulling the ball down and making a split decision. Yeah. What made him a, not good, but what made him serviceable early on. It made on. him attractive. Yeah. What it made, made him an attractive what's, option. What certainly made the big place. Happened, mm-hmm. yes, disappeared completely. Yeah. yeah, and it was the it was it was the same type of progression that we saw from freshman season to sophomore season for Adrian Martinez, but it happened in three games instead of ten. And I started asking questions about it then, 
and then you slowly saw it start to come out over the next couple of weeks. It's like, why is he running tentative? Yeah. What, what's what's his, where's his decision making gone? And then Satterfield comes out last week. Oh, we got to get him out of his head. We got to we got to take it all back down and get him all of his head. It's like, so we were trying to figure out: is it that he's banged up? Is it that he's injured? Or is it that he's just in his head? Yeah. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And now he's actually hurt. Yeah. Now he's actually hurt, and you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not great. So what do you got? Oh, you said neither. I'm he sorry. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm hard neither. I don't yeah. think. Uh, we might not see any scoring in the first half. I'm going to say one. I don't know which one, but it's <laughs> going to be one. I was going right. to say, I'm not asking for one, but do you want to like, say it? Well, or? I feel like in the last four games, I can remember at least two, if not three, that we've given up opening score or opening drive scores. Well, we've only given up two scores in, on opening drives. So, yeah, well, I know we gave up one against Michigan State. <laughs> and, and Michigan. Michigan. And Michigan. Yeah, those were That's it. Okay. <laughs> those are the only two. Michigan owns this <laughs> stat. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the state of Michigan. <laughs> well, I agree with that. Uh, I would have worn my fuck Michigan shirt, but it was dirty just for him. I'm, I'm gonna, he's a dumb Michigan guy, so. You're a Michigan fan? I like Harbaugh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm going to answer this question, then we're getting into this for a second. Hold on. I shouldn't uh, have even brought it up. Oh, my, my God. Bad. No, How did you bring it up? I got to go home at some point. My wife's waiting for nah, me. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, long story short, I think, that, I think that if Purdy does start, we score on the first opening drive. I'm going with one. All right. I said n- neither. Neither? Okay. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I'm going with neither also. Because I'm with you. I think this could be low, like that, yeah. zeros for a while. Now watch someone throw a turnover. Like the Maryland game. Like the Maryland yeah. game. Yeah. My last question is... Wait, time out. Are you going to count this if somebody throws a pick six on the first drive? Yeah, what would a pick no, six No, they're be? offensive drive. Okay. Sorry, offensive drive. Fuck you. Just say score. No. <laughs> first offensive drive. Uh, Wisconsin third down conversions. I got it at 40%. Wisconsin is averaging 48.4% in the last four games. Damn. Which, considering how bad they've been. Playing poorly, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's super weird that they're that good on third down. Like three of those games, they're averaging 11 points a game, and they're still like 50 We're back to the smash mouth I guess. offensive playbook. Uh, Nebraska. Ever since Nebraska <laughs> gave up 60% against Michigan, they are only allowing 31.9% on third down. Um, and that's with Maryland having 50% last week. So Oof, I didn't realize it was the that number. Bad. What do you yeah. set it at? 40%. I, I basically cut the difference. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin yeah. in the last four games is at 48 and a half. We are at in the last handful of games, 31.9. So I just kind of cut the difference. At Under. Yeah. Under for all of it. They, they haven't played defenses like ours. Since I they thought played. the number seemed a little high. I'm not going to change it, but I'm just saying. Not true. Like, Ohio State's defense is I, I said, very since, similar Since to they ours. played Ohio State, yeah. they, they, they just haven't seen that kind of aggressiveness. So as long as our defense doesn't come out like they did against Michigan State, we should be fine. Yeah. I'm the gonna, crazy I'm thing is the they still well. only scored 25 points against Illinois. Yeah. And again, a lot of those points were late. That was a the game they were like, trailing that's, throughout. Yeah. They were down that's, two scores. Yeah. Their last game. five games are just really bad. It's yeah. not good, man. Really bad. And again, they're still 50% is, on the last four games. It's the most. On third down conversions. It doesn't make any sense. That's, they're they're, that's they're just stat. not finishing drives at all. <laughs> no. Well, I feel like they're, they're are they turning the ball over a bunch? Not really. Yeah, you guys like, turn are they maybe early? not getting the third down that frequently? Like, <laughs> I feel like Nebraska doesn't have that bad of a third down conversion I mean, rate. If they have the ability to throw the ball 50 times a game, they're staying in drives for a while. Mm-hmm. So you throw the ball 48 times and you score three points, you're just not getting, you're not getting there. They have 15, yeah. they have 15 turnovers on the season. 
<clears throat> they've gained 13 of them. Um, they've got 11 fumbles and four interceptions. They must be just missing it, you know. But you said their field goal kicker solid too. Yeah, he's 13 of 16. Yes, yeah, so that's not, wow. you know. wild. Weird. Yeah, it's it. When I saw that, when I figured out that stat, like I said, basically 50 percent last shitty four games. Yeah, it sounds like, like they're just doing a ton sense. of short shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to let them get in that. Like, we don't let teams stay on schedule. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but we're kind of a bend-don't-break uh, defense, and we don't, like, it's it's either chunk plays or no plays. Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of in-between. Yeah, it's really Maryland dinking and dunking on that last drive, and they, they got, obviously, the help with the penalty, too. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it just doesn't well, happen. That, that one random run play where they're completely spread out, they pulled the guy back inside, Late action pulled him, pulled a wide receiver that was in the slot back inside, and that was that run on the last drive for twenty nine yards or whatever it was to take him basically from midfield into the twenty five yeah, yard line ish. That was that was the that was the knife to the heart, but it was a perfectly designed play in a in a position where we're complete pass pro, like taking everything away on the backside, not thinking run whatsoever. It was it was a great play call. Yeah. You can't torture for that. Rule torch. I feel like Rule has found ways to try and torch the defense. Like he's tried hard to torch the defense, to try and give the offense a little less heat in press conferences the last couple of weeks. When the defense, like we said it even after after last week, we said, "Look, they didn't play great at Michigan State, but if you look at the stats, there's still plenty. Like that was still stats for a great defense." Yeah. You kept him under 300 yards. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you lost the game, sure, but it wasn't like you got blown up. Like, yeah. They didn't play poor defense. You just didn't play any offense. No, and you had horrible field position because your punting was garbage. Yep. And your special teams were garbage. The punting has been frustrating this year. Yeah. Up in the roller coaster for sure. Punting anyway, and punt returns. No, I'm done. I'm done on questions. That's it? Yeah. So as far as the weather goes, uh, he already mentioned it. As far as wind and, wind and precipitation, there's not going to be much. Um by game time, it should be in the mid to low 30s. Uh, we're looking at basically no wind, 5 to 8 miles per hour, 15 mile an hour wind gusts, a normal, decent football night. Um, they have Wisconsin currently at a minus 4.5. I saw it, it opened at minus 3.5, went down to, I think, Nebraska at an even 2 at one point uh, as the underdog, and now it's back up to 4.5. Money's coming in hot. When the sharp money comes in, it will be on Nebraska. I almost guarantee it. I will take Nebraska in this game. I think we come out super hungry, super hot. It's either going to wind up with us winning by three to six points, or we are going to lose by like 20. Wow. I don't think well, Wisconsin I, has the ability to score that many I think points. I think we're going to come out super hot from a standpoint of we're either going to burn hot the whole game or we're going to get burned a couple times early and fall the fuck apart. I don't see that happening at all. I don't I don't see fall the fuck apart in this team's MO this year. I I think Rule has finally kind of gotten rid of that for our team. You haven't watched any of our offense? <laughs> I don't know if they've fallen apart. Also, it's just they don't I'm not have, they I'm don't not saying the fall the fuck apart as just the offense. We fell the fuck apart with five turnovers last week. We lost by 3 points in the last second field right. goal. You're right. So that fall the fuck apart is not a thing here. Um, also, unless I, you're playing Michigan, but yeah. I, that's everybody I, this year I, against I Michigan. Know, I know, I know. I, I think it might be that Georgia. 
29 points would be a great over-under for this game. I don't see a lot of scoring going on. Um, I do it's think... 36 and a half. Yeah, that's under all day. I, I, I would take under on maybe half of that. It's, that's how bad this game's going yeah. to be. Um, it's, it might come down to who scores the only touchdown in the game, honestly. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think you're wrong. So who's going to have a defensive <laughs> score here? Honestly, or a blocked, a blocked punt, a blocked score prediction? field goal, something. Uh, I, I think Nebraska pulls this one off. I think Wisconsin is the most vulnerable we've seen them in a long fucking time, and we're going for the jugular. So it's going to be Nebraska 17, Wisconsin 7. So he thinks at least multiple touchdowns. What one of my, I, I'm I'm unfortunately from my own soul going to kind of regurgitate something that Steve Sipple said on your show today. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> this trust is, me. This the is, new Jed. I uh, heard he was on. I didn't get yeah. to hear the the interview. Give it to me, Jed. I I think that. Well, going into all day today when I was trying to figure out what I was Can you hear how he's struggling with this? Yes. Because honestly, (laughs) he's it high. No, but I told Matt... He's setting it up like Sybil. Before we... No, I'm not saying be careful here. Um, And I'm not grunting Uh, and groaning constantly and all this other stuff. But I said this to Matt before before we started recording. I was like, I feel this this way the same way I did last week when I did my prediction. I was like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what team is going to show up whether that's Maryland or Nebraska, on both sides of the ball. I kind of feel that way today with this Wisconsin-Nebraska game as well. But I also kind of think with the powder keg that is starting to brew up in Madison with most of the off-field stuff, that... That's what he was talking about. I kind of... I almost want to go to the Michigan State thing, and I know Sipple talked about you know the handful of games. I disagree with him on most of those as far as Maryland possibly quitting and all that stuff. I think it was more about Michigan State quitting. Yeah. Where and we said it on our prediction from the Michigan State game. It's like, don't let them feel like they have a shot. If we can if we can just punch them in the mouth and say so you Damon guys have said to quit game. Then don't give them any false then hope. Then Michigan State's gonna quit. But we gave them false hope. Michigan State had false hope in the Minnesota game the week before that when they had two early fumble recoveries and all that stuff. If we can punch Wisconsin in the mouth at least a little bit at the beginning and not give them hope. That crowd is going to bail on them really fucking quickly because they already want to. And then the and players. It's be 35 degrees out. And the players that already want to, you know, are have questions or whatever else, they're going to start to circulate their, their stuff in their own mind too. And I, I don't know that we can actually do that. But I'm going to say, in as tough as an environment as Camp Randall is, especially at night, typically, I know you talked about the hunting season. Maybe it's not going to be that bad. Well, the student uh, section isn't going to be affected. But stereotypically, it's a tough environment to play in, especially at night. I do think Nebraska is going to pull this one out because I don't know that Wisconsin, I mean, again, they're averaging 11 points a game in the last four games, and Nebraska has a very fucking good defense. So I think Nebraska is going to pull this out. I think it's going to be super fucking close. Yes, on the under on the total. Um, I think it's going to be but, ugly as fuck. It's gonna be another ugly fucking game. <laughs> yes, but, it is. Poor NBC. But I, th- I, th- uh, I think I wanna, we're gonna I talk about bowling. the ugly win and not the close loss. Yeah. Uh, so I, the last two weeks I picked Nebraska to win. Obviously, that didn't go very well. <laughs> and the, the one two weeks ago, I thought that they were gonna roll. Going back to what you said, I thought that they were gonna essentially make Michigan State quit on the whole season. I picked them to win by three scores. Can so you I'll... just go ahead and pick? Mi- 
Pick Wisconsin. I'm going to pick Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm picking. So I think I'm going to go with 12 to seven. Just super ugly, super low scoring. Jesus. And I just we know, score the touchdown, but they win the but game. But they win the game. Yeah, just something. I, I'm worried that something bad's going to happen late in the game, where it's going to be, you know, like a give them the ball situation, where you know they're down seven to six or something. They score a touchdown, they go for two, and they miss it. But yeah, I'm. I'm just. I would love to be wrong. I just need to see it happen now. I've picked them for the last two weeks, and it's just it's stereotypically this is a tough place to play. Yeah, it's really hard to go in there and win. So I I'm praying to God that I am wrong because if they lose their third straight and suddenly they're five and six with Iowa remaining, looking at another season without a bowl after starting five and three and being in the Big Ten West race, like that would. Suck. And you have all that pressure going into yeah, the Iowa exactly. Game. So you know, hopefully I'm wrong. I think the defense is going to ball out like it always does. It's just going to be, you know, can the offense not make mistakes? That's what it comes down to for me. Can the offense stay steady? Or at least minimize them as much as possible. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, like, I said two turnovers. Yeah. Like, that would be just, actually okay. I, yeah, exactly. But Wisconsin doesn't turn the It's weird over. that two turnovers would be a good thing. I know. We're like, wow, <laughs> they're improving. Success! <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wisconsin 12, Nebraska 7. My biggest thing, I think, is how good is rule on the road? We saw us open the season 0-2 on the road. Wasn't good. Saw us now go up to Michigan State. Wasn't good. Yeah. Was not a good showing. Is this going to become a storyline? Yeah, so you have the Illinois for, win. But yeah. And the it? Illinois win on the back of that, like we've talked about, a staple practice on Sunday mm-hmm. night that might end up being program-defining for this season. Yeah. If, if we can make a bowl game, if we, if we can make some noise here at the end of the season... That's going to be probably the turning point of the season. Yeah, it's a legendary thing. Yep. But if we lose these next two games, it doesn't mean fucking dick. No. Yeah, it's lost. It's lost it, to the it season. Means, it means nothing. It's a footnote. There's, I, I think, I think the recruit, the recruitment, and the program building opportunities for this Saturday and next Friday are massive. I think, I think there is there there is a there's a there's there's a couple of Iowa recruits right now that. You beat Iowa on Black Friday, that's huge. You beat Wisconsin on Saturday, that's huge. Those That speaks to building. Why? Because this is the first game since we joined the Big Ten. Nebraska's coming into a game against Wisconsin as the best defense on the, on the field. The first, game, the first time. There could be some argument made for it back in 2000, was it 2011 and 10? First season. 11. There could be some argument about that year. Didn't show on the field. This is the first time that we can definitively say we have the better defense of the two. Let's go out there and show them what it is. I think it's exactly what you guys have all said. It's going to be a tight, close game. I think Purdy potentially starting, if he does start, that's going to be a positive factor for us just from a game planning perspective because he'll have had a whole week with the ones have had the opportunity to get used to the timing of the receivers that are out there, not the guys that he's used to throwing to, which who knows who the fuck those are. And Wisconsin doesn't have any tape on him. Doesn't have any tape on him. Yeah. The, their, their tape they have on him is him looking like a fucking lost duck in a fucking clothing store. Like he's just going in and out of shit. That's doesn't even tape. know. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> tape, right? They, they're not getting I have, shit I have so out many follow-up questions for that tape. <laughs> they're not getting shit out of that. So I think that's an advantage to Nebraska. I'm picking Nebraska to win this game. I pick Nebraska, especially with the points. I would pick Nebraska minus 2.5. Wouldn't pick them minus 3.5. I think this is going to be a close game. 
I think you you hit it on the head when you said like twelve to seven. I'm thinking more like nine to three, <laughs> maybe nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Working nine to five. No, I'm just. I, I I really I really think this is going to be a weird 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 shitty primetime game. Oh yeah. Oh NBC is going to be like we gonna will be never shitting have these guys on again. <laughs> They're going to be upset as fuck because it's going to be like watching Maction on a Tuesday night. It's going to be rough. Oh, Maction's fun. Um, take the under all fucking day. It's not going to be close like it has been the last couple weeks. No, well you were wrong two weeks ago, and well, and last week you were very close to being wrong. I don't think it's going to be means even right. close to that 36 and a half mark. Um, yeah. yeah. 12, 12 to 7, 9 to 5, 15 to 13, somewhere in that range, I think is a really good answer. Um, still taking Nebraska regardless. I think we get bull eligible this week. And then we dick stop Iowa next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go there. Yeah, we'll I, go I there. agreed with we'll a lot until the last yeah. part. <laughs> That's fine. You're both pussies. Okay. Go Big Red. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Cornhusker football history. 